Welcome to Age of Minority, a podcast for you about the gospel. Hi, I'm hi, your host, hi, Jaquel, hi, here with my oh, co-host, hi, pastor, and dad, Sean. Hi, Jaquel. Hi, How dad. are you today? Nailed it. I was so worried that I wasn't going to come in on time. Oh, wow. That I, I, just, I don't I, know why you would gun. be worried about that at all. I just Because if I don't come in on time, you tease me mercilessly. And you know me, I'm such a sensitive soul. <laughs> I know, you just go away and cry. teasing. We have just, to stop the episode. teasing just goes to the core of my being. That's what our listeners don't know. We, we stopped the episode 15 times for you to recover from the effects times? of my teasing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jaquel, how's it going? <laughs> hey, Dad, it's going <laughs> fine. Thanks for asking. Asking. You're welcome. You know, I'm doing well also. Glad to hear it. Yeah, hanging in there. You know, I just Keep saw. Okay. What did you see? I just saw because my view, yeah. our recording view, is I, I, I see out your window. You have a lovely view. We do. I saw a plane so close. Nice. Didn't realize wow. that uh, you have such a cool view of planes from your apartment. I never see any planes. Oh, out there. really? Yeah, Clearest day I saw a plane I much see, closer than I normally see. When I sit on the patio, I see buses all day long. That's buses not go as by exciting. All the time. Oh, Lucy would love that though. Oh, and she, she would love loves the, birds. the vehicles. Oh, she's obsessed with birds right we, now. We've got this Birdies, like, flock of birds that go nuts in front of our house. Oh, man. It's crazy. Yeah, she would love that. Hmm, yeah, your, your daughter is talking a lot. She is later, pretty maybe. chatty. She's a little chatty and she's a little imitator, which is she lots is. of fun. Yep. Uh, but uh, sometimes not so fun. Why? Well, you you no, no, I don't. But you just have to be careful now. Oh, and yeah, you have to be careful. And even like the context yeah. that she doesn't just like pick up random words. I don't yeah. know. You just it's just, a, it's just another layer of like, oh, my child is not a baby anymore. Parenting Gr- gets harder yet again. <laughs> grandpa needs to be careful about what grandpa says. Yes, yeah. it's true. It's true because little ears are listening everywhere. Yep. So, um, how did you like your fried chicken for lunch? It was good. Fried a lot of, lot of breading, a lot of breading. Yeah, but too it was much. good, good tasting breading. It 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 sounds strange to say there's too much bread breading on your fried chicken because really, like, that's one of the best parts. Well, it's true, but I don't think so because there is there is a idea an ideal ratio. Yeah, it is true. It, it is true, but like it, uh, sometimes like fried chicken is just so good. It is. Mm, fried chicken. Yeah, and I hadn't had fried chicken in a long time. Mm, and as chicken. you know, with me and pregnancy. <laughs> no, I can't stop thinking about fried chicken. It's always the most random food that mm. I'm not thinking about that is the thing that's going to hit the spot the most. Yeah. And fried chicken was definitely that for me today. Yeah, you, you know what I got to say? Based on, you just mentioned our view. Based on living here, I told mom the other day, it's a very dangerous thing to have access to delivery. Mm. Because as you know, the house that we lived in, nobody would deliver to the house. It was too mm. Far no. out in the sticks, and now we're right in the middle of it all. So you can like just call Mr. Pizza Man. I know, and he just brings your pizza right to your house. And by that, you could be referring to one of the ten pizza places around here. You have uh, so many options. Aside from the one in our area that I doesn't know. deliver, exactly. So it's like I'm really mm, and like sushi. Oh, yeah, man. many sushi options. Oh, but I have my favorite, and I, I just keep going back to Jet Sushi because oh, they, have, all right. they have this Jet beautiful. They have this beautiful. I think it's like a twenty pack, and it's like three rolls that are just perfect. I just mm. one of them is a dynamite roll, so good. One of them is a California roll, which I know is basic, but it's still, hey man, you throw the ginger and the wasabi on there, you're laughing. And that is the definition of like that's how you know whether it's, a sushi restaurant. It's the roll. Uh, they gotta have know. a California roll. And, and then what is the, oh, the last one's a volcano roll. 
And now you wouldn't like it because it's got a spicy mayo on top. Well, I mean, these days. I, I know, but I, I, I actually don't think you would because okay. it, it, they put even a little bit more mayo than I would prefer. Okay, you're yeah, right. Yeah, no, like when they like do it. the swirl. It's just no, it's a little too much. touch. But I, I still like it. And it's got like, I think it's got like salmon skin and avocado and this spicy mayo. Oh, Man. Mm. So speaking of which, something else I need to just mention to you, and we don't need to talk about this on air, but I will mention it so I don't forget, is that somebody highly recommended, um, what is that place called? Sushi Cove. Really? Somebody said to me, you've got to eat at Sushi Cove. And I'm like, I'm like, I make a habit of not eating at sushi restaurants in Spryfield. We (laughs) ate from them. One or two times is it, in it, our time so, there. So what I understood is that the, the person, the chef there apparently is from Japan. Oh, and, okay. And it's like, somebody was like, oh, no, man, it's I the know best. who you're talking about. There's somebody in our church I know who it really is. likes them. And I was just like, eh, well, anyway. So I was like, and, and they said something. And I, said, I said, I make it a, a, a practice not to eat at, at Japanese restaurants or Chinese food restaurants in Spryfield. And they asked, oh, really? And I said, yeah, I tried one Chinese food restaurant in Spryfield. Oh, it was horrible. Well, we we tried two. What is there's what that other one you tried? No, no, no. Well, we there's Hop Sing. Yes, but then there's that other one, uh, like Wong's or something, by the bank. By the bank, you know. Uh, oh, we yeah, got it you with Grandpa Travis? one time. Oh, I oh, thought no, you and Travis there's went. A, there's that other one. That's a Golden Fortune. Did, the Golden oh, Fortune. that's right. We but tried the one yeah, next to the bank. Exactly. I totally forgot about Is it even still there or did Meza take over? Oh, Anyway, anyway, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I don't even remember if we liked that one. Wow, surprising number of Chinese restaurants in a very tiny Spryfield. But as we've been talking about before, Spryfield's really trying to change their image. Just give up. They're working hard. Spryfield is, anyway. (laughs) Hey, hey, we are are moving back uh, where we have to shop in Spryfield. So I am all for the improvements to Spryfield. It's true. I have no problem with Spryfield. I just wouldn't care to live there. Yeah, like, I, I don't have a problem. It's probably got nice grocery stores and a few decent restaurants and whatnot. It's all right. Well, I did live there. You did live there. Yeah. <laughs> and I survived to tell about you, it. You made it. I mean, there were some dark days, but... Uh, it's, it, it's an interesting place, but our listeners have no idea what we're talking about, unless they actually live in this area. Yeah, it's which, true. Which, I mean, uh, it's possible people in this area listen in. You yeah, never know from it, time it is to possible. time. It, it could happen. So let's, let's just enough of this chit-chat. You know, I don't, I, I've chit-chitted and chatted with you enough today. <laughs> Wow, Buzz. Let's, let's just get right into our topic du jour. Yes, which we forgot to mention last oh, week, yeah, we but did. we did tease before the holidays. Pe- people are sitting there going, hey, where is my episode on total depravity? Exactly. Sucker. Yes, well, we Sorry. we are Sorry. kicking off a little series. Yeah. A little series. A little. And, and she emphasized little. L-I-L. A little. Series. That's right. On uh, the five points of Calvinism. Yeah, that's right. But we're not even gonna we're not even gonna focus in on the point number one this week. today. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're just gonna have a little general chat. Do a little some, overview. Some might even call it a casual conversation. <laughs> some, <laughs> some, some. Uh, we're, we're just gonna talk about Calvinism a bit. Why we're doing an episode on Calvinism, or why we're doing a series, six six episodes. Yeah, maybe even one. more. Wow, but at least six wow. episodes on Calvinism. We're gonna talk Calvinism. We're gonna talk the points of Calvinism. Yep. But uh, why? Like, Chicago? Uh, I thought Calvinists uh, were all horrible people that didn't evangelize. <laughs> That's what well, I heard. Well, they are. And they are. So that's what the series is going to focus on. <laughs> this, this is a Calvinist bashing Chikel. session. No, don't say such a thing. We have we, have we 
like we've mentioned Calvinism on air. Uh, we have People indeed. We have Baptists, we have done episodes on election. Uh, we've done episodes oh, on the sovereignty of God. We did, we did an episode on election. We did. Yep. And and you say Calvinists believe in the sovereignty of God? <laughs> they do. They do indeed. Yep. <laughs> oh, we tease. We're we're having some fun here, but As uh, to what but we, normally do. we never have any. Well, sometimes we get more serious, but today we're having fun because we're talking Calvinism. We love yes. talking Calvinism. We've talked a lot of Calvinism. Yes. And and we recently read a book on Arminianism. Yes. So we're qualified to talk about Calvinism. <laughs> no, I don't exactly. Know. I don't know. So, so let, let's just before we get into this, let's uh, let's talk about how we became. Calvinist. Have we talked about this on air? I don't think so. Who cares so. if we have? We're going to do it again. <laughs> if the casual so, conversation if, series has if, taught us anything, <laughs> just because we talked about it once we, doesn't mean we can't talk about we it, can again. Talk it again. So I know I'm pretty sure I am. But anyway, like if somebody said to you, how do you become a Calvinist? Would you, what would you say? Well, there are a lot of very funny jokes oh, I could make. If, if you dare say God predetermined me to be a Calvinist, <laughs> I will punch you in the face. No, I think my coming to Calvinism. Coming to, coming to age. Uh, was pretty organic because yeah. our our stories are very connected and my coming to Calvinism is obviously very connected to how you came to embrace Calvinism. I promise I didn't read you the institutes while you were in your crib. I no, promise I no. didn't. I mean, I, I thought in my opinion, it a little long. I was 16 before I read the institutes. It's a it's little true. late, bubs. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, hey, you can beat me with with Lucy. You can yeah. say you get her to read it before 16. I'll <laughs> exactly. Be that's, that's my life goal. It should be. Uh, no, I mean, well, I guess I would say that when I think back, I I think the, the first thing that kind of that jumps to my mind is when I started reading through the entire Bible uh. in a year. <laughs> So you're saying that reading the Bible made you a Calvinist, Jaquel? I'm saying that I prefer the term biblicist. Uh, so let's just I go with that. I love it. Um, no. So if it. It, when I was 12, I read through the Bible cover to cover for the first time in a year. And that was a, a massive turning point in my life where I started to understand the greater narrative of scripture mm. and is what really whet my appetite to start understanding who God was more deeply. And it was shortly after that that you and I began reading different books on theology together. Yeah. And so some of the the first books we started with were books like Desiring God, books like The Holiness of God. Mm -hmm. But from there, like very quickly moved into books about like uh, theology of salvation, mm -hmm. soteriology. And, and from there... I started encountering Calvinist resources right. because that's what my father was giving me. You're welcome. <laughs> um, as well as, as, as our, like we talked about argumentation for Arminianism as mm -hmm. well. And that's just what started a lot of conversations. Yeah. And you and I had lots of conversations yes. about it. And so that's why I say it was like pretty organic where I didn't have a moment where I would say I was, I was anti-Calvinist. And then... Yeah. I became a Calvinist. No, just like as I grew up and started to understand more about scripture, had more questions, mm -hmm. um, we talked about it more and I, you know, embraced those doctrines because that's what I was also seeing in scripture as I was reading it at the time and learning more and more. Yeah. Now, now my situation is different, but similar. Like I was not, I was not raised to read. I didn't read anything. Except Archie. Up except them Archie books. So I didn't, I didn't read much hardly at all um, growing up. But then once I, I 
don't even know why, but I guess I was doing a little ministry. I wasn't even that much of a reader when I started in a ministry. Gasp. And then, uh, I know. And then not I realized, no, highly not. <laughs> do not do what I do. Do not do what I did. But anyway, this was just the way it went. And so then I I started reading a little bit more and uh, I started reading the Bible more. And I'll never forget, I heard about Calvin. I still remember sitting in in my pastor's office and I, I mean I can see it as clear as day and I said to him what is this Calvinism thing all about like I was in my early 20s and uh and and he explained you know basically the the basic tenets of Calvinism like we'll talk about today and I was like isn't that just what the Bible teaches and I mean like it's savage it's, it's, I mean but this was what I saw mm-hmm. right and and like I didn't like I said I didn't grow up reading books which means I didn't grow up reading my Bible very much mm. and and so I really didn't understand what the Bible said and I I basically would have articulated for you when it came to salvation that God saves uh, basically the Arminian view Mm -hmm. that God looks down the corridors of time and he decides who's going to trust in him and that's who he saves and and not maybe I was taught that I don't think I was taught that but that was just what made sense in my little pea brain Mm -hmm. that that did no reading and 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 avoided studying as much as he could and uh and and part of that was to do a school and I wasn't much for school and school wasn't good for me and all that kind of stuff and you didn't like in favor like for for Arminian friends out there it's not like you studied Arminianism and that's what made sense to you like you just didn't study it I I definitely didn't and 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 like I say like I I may have been taught Arminian views. I mean, they. Can, I mean, I guess they can just come from nowhere. That can just be what seems like. Yeah, I mean, happens. you were taught some kind of views, whether you. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you what I was taught. I don't remember. But uh, anyway, so it, it just kind of makes sense to me. And and so I never really experienced a cage stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cage stage is just basically when people become Calvinists and they go crazy about it, and they can't believe there's any crazy Arminians out there, and they're like going crazy online. It's, and it's not usually a, a good stage. Yeah, I, I was. I was. Uh, I thought it was amusing the other day when you when you I, told me about your cage stage. And I was yeah. like, I didn't even really realize you had a cage stage, but I guess in your heart you did. I did. Yeah, I joked about it. I was a thirteen year old cage stage Calvinist just because I remember I remember reading a few people that were very very passionate yeah. about Calvinism and were were very firm in their critique of Arminianism and in a way that I was like just understanding these things for the first time I um, you know maybe maybe didn't respond or think about those differently than me as graciously as I ought to have there you go well and 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 that's really it I mean like if you truly do embrace the doctrines of Calvinism then you should have a good understanding of grace oh yeah I mean and that that in response should make you a gracious person now unfortunately we often don't see that yeah Um, we see a fair bit of pride within within Calvinist camp but that's why we have a whole book called humble Calvinism out yeah, there that's true I never but read that book I think now is a good time <laughs> okay. I'm not saying I'm so not humble. many things I, I could say right there. I never had to read that book because I'm already Except, incredibly yeah, humble anyways anyways <laughs> I I am excited to talk about it now because I think you know 10 years ago 10 years ago there was a lot more heated debate about yep. this topic and a lot more heated rhetoric. Whereas now, I don't know, I just see less of that. I <laughs> I see a lot more uh, just yeah. 
you know, charity between yeah. Calvinists and Arminians, probably because we have uh, bigger things to worry about on our hands. Yeah, that maybe may that. Well be. Um, maybe oh. just because different theological debates kind of come and go in in the wider church. But I don't. I personally do not think it's as controversial to talk yeah. about this as it once was. Yeah, and and I mean, there like we've been at this for. What, five years? Isn't five it? years. Four or five years? More than five years? More than five years. Five five years ago, last November. Okay, we've been doing this whole podcast thing for a while. And we, we've, Basically never, pros. we've never done a series on Calvinism. And that's intentional. Like, we have talked about Calvinism. We have talked about election and sovereignty of God and other things like that. And, and you know, if you're paying close attention, then I don't think it would be difficult to pick up that we're uh, reformed-minded. Um, but... I think because we were kind of trying to be much more general in our approach mm-hmm. and, and, and we wanted to be a podcast that was for everyone, um, which has not changed. We still want to be a podcast that's for everyone. We, we hope that there are Arminians listening and, and, and we intend to be as gracious as we can be in, in how we talk about Calvinism uh, and, and how we talk about Arminians. But we are Calvinists and, and, and it's not because we worship John Calvin. We should probably get that out of the way. Yeah, let's talk uh, about labels. Labels are important. We we think labels are important anyway. Some people will say, "Oh no, you should just say you're a Christian. You shouldn't call yourself a Calvinist." We're not we're not calling ourselves Calvinists because we follow John Calvin. For goodness sake, Jaquel and I are Baptists. Yes. So we clearly do not follow <laughs> John Calvin. Strongly disagree with right? Calvin. Right? Like John Calvin, I've said this before in his institutes and in his chapters where he addresses baptism. He made me cry a few He's times. He's very mean to Baptists. He, he uh, you know. He's going to be surprised when he sees me in heaven. So we don't follow John Calvin. Calvinism is just a nick. It's well, I was going to quote uh, Spurgeon who said Calvinism is just a nickname for the gospel. I mean, we clearly think it's a nickname for the gospel. Um, it's not. We're not saying that Arminians are not Christians. Of but course not. We think that the Calvinist paradigm does describe salvation the most faithfully to Scripture, and so we thought we would talk about it. And if you disagree with us, that's okay. We're friends, man. If we can't disagree on stuff, then we got bigger problems, right? Absolutely. Well, I think now it is important that we define what is Calvinism? Well, I, I I would really love to know. I've been wondering what this. Is. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, let's let's just use the acronym. Yeah. Because hey, you know, who doesn't like flowers? And that's what we're gonna use for the template of the series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, although I don't really like flowers. Now that I think about it, I don't like flowers at all. Who? I mean, really? What are we talking about here? Flowers. What you, flowers are beautiful. I mean, but you know, you pay money for flowers, and then they just or you just die. grow them in your garden. Oh, gardens. You know, yeah, I guess we could grow some flowers in our some garden. Some people do. All right, so the flower is a tulip. Yeah. Tulip. tulip. Not a daffodil. No, okay. Imagine Anyways. if we could come up with it. How many points would it be if it was a well, daffodil? Well, do you remember somebody came up with the acronym for bacon? No. Yes, that was terrible. Point, that was bad, yeah. And there's one, there's one uh, roses, I Anyways, think. there's a reason tulip has endured longer. <laughs> tulip is golden, though. It was good. It. it makes sense. Okay, T is for total depravity. Yep. U is for unconditional election. L is for limited atonement, which we will say more about whether we should call it limited atonement or not. Ooh. I is for irresistible grace. And P is for the perseverance of the saints. Now, what's interesting, too, is that reading that list, not all of those uh, individually are exclusive to Calvinism. In Very other true. words, yep. Arminians would, many of them would uh, gladly accept the P. And the T? Yeah, but they'd want to redefine that P, I'll tell you that. Well, it's fair, but I'm just saying, yeah. uh, sure, This, these five things together, that's yeah. how we would define Calvinism. But we're not saying that only Calvinists no. believe 
each no. of these things. No, like, like you might be an Armenian that's listening and going, but I believe what he just said. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, like that, that's perfectly fine. And, and I mean, like there's, there's things that we share with Armenian doctrine, like uh, that, that the, that, that the legitimate offer of the gospel is to be made to all people. Mm. Like we believe that as Calvinists, you need to know that like Calvinists, true Calvinists do not believe that you should not evangelize. We believe that the offer of the gospel should be made to all people. Yeah. Right. With, without partiality absolutely so anyway so that's good let's just let's just real quick uh like we're gonna get into each one of these yeah we're gonna gonna do a whole episode on each one episode on each one but let's just give a quick uh a quick definition of each each one and let's start with the most important and and the one that you need to start with the t do you want to take this Jaquille? sure so total depravity means that humans are totally depraved oh it means that we are born with sin natures that are totally corrupted by right. the fall. Of course, as you say, Dad, that does mm-hmm. not mean every person is as bad as they could possibly be. Otherwise, we'd have a world full of Hitlers. Exactly. But it does mean that when we, from from the moment of we conception. of conception, mm-hmm. exactly, uh, we are born sinners, totally right. corrupted with no righteousness in us. Every part of our being. Yeah. Okay. Good. So unconditional. Uh, oh yeah. You. Well. <laughs> I mean. See. And that. Yeah. We're gonna. We're gonna talk more about this. But that's. It's just so important that you start there. That mm. needs to be the starting point, right? Exactly. Because you need to understand the problem. Uh, so like the gospel, the, right? Right. You need to understand the bad news. Otherwise, what's the point of the good news? So total depravity. Uh, the second. Uh, the second in tulip is unconditional election, which basically states that God chooses whom He will save unconditionally like it's funny you really that does define it Mm -hmm. there are no condition right he doesn't look down the corridor of time and uh, the condition is not faith the the condition is not merit no there's there's no condition he chooses whom he will save based on his sovereign grace Mm -hmm. so if you see a church called sovereign grace baptist or sovereign grace church you can rest assured that it is entirely likely that that church is calvinist Mm -hmm. okay so 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 there you go so there's there's unconditional election that god chooses whom he will save based on his own sovereign grace the l i'll leave that one for you jaquel okay well i'll 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 you can get all the hatred okay so limited atonement people have the biggest problem is the most controversial and it is the understanding that jesus died to save the elect the atonement specifically covered the salvation of the elect and the elect alone now, you're not saying that Jesus' blood couldn't have atoned for Absolutely all the sins not. of all people. You're just saying that it didn't. Yes. Because if it did, then every single human being would be saved. Yes. Now, this is something, this is a very, very common Arminian view that you hear constantly that Jesus died for everybody. Right. And Calvinists do not believe that. No. Exactly. Now, uh, let's not get into it. Let's just okay. leave leave some air of mystery here because people air are, people, I'll bet you people who are listening that are not Calvinists think, but what about this? But what about that? But what is, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll address that when we get to it. Um, and, and as I said, limited atonement may not be the best terminology. I most certainly don't have a problem with it. Everybody limits the atonement in some way or another. And, and, and we just limit it in that we believe that the atonement was limited to saving only the elect. Okay, so so there's limited atonement. Um, irresistible grace. Irresistible grace is is that um, uh, God's spirit 
cannot be resisted by a human being. When God chooses to regenerate a person, that person will be regenerated. The person will be regenerated and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Um, it's not to say that we cannot we cannot uh, resist the hearing of the gospel, mm. that we cannot uh, resist the call of the gospel. It is just when the Holy Spirit determines to regenerate a person, that person will be regenerated. Because as uh, Reformed people, we believe that regeneration precedes faith. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to leave that out there. Just let people chew on that nugget, and uh, and we'll address it in the in the episode. So now you you deal with the last one. Perseverance Jacob. of the, the big saints, P. whom the Lord saved the Lord keeps. Yeah, so that, that pretty much says it. There we go. We do not believe that people can lose their salvation, but we believe that those right. whom the Lord regenerates by his spirit will persevere to the end. Now, now I will say this. That's one that I will not mess around on the terminology. I will not call it yeah. eternal security. Yeah. I will call it perseverance of the saints because I believe that the saint must persevere. Mm. But it it is the God it is God's keeping power that ensures that they will persevere. Well, and perseverance of the saints is language taken right from scripture. Revelation sure. talks many times about yeah. the perseverance yeah. of the saints. Absolutely. So 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 that's that's I mean that's all we're going to address. That that's not all there is to it. Oh no. There no. there's more to it and 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 there's lots more we could get into, but we're not I mean we're not going to go bonkers on it. We just kind of want to take some time to talk about these things. Or they're, you know, again, we've joked about this this episode in the last, but they they truly are going to be, uh, they're going to be casual conversations. We're not going to have notes for these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll get on to total depravity. Talk more about that next time, and uh, and hopefully it will be helpful. But if people want to reach out to us to send us hate mail. Um, where can they find us, Jacob? You know, it's funny. Just one place. SeanAndAsianMinority.com <laughs> All right. Yeah. Until next week. Uh, they can also email me, of course, at yeah. JacobAndAsianMinority.com. But I'm much more, <laughs> much more sensitive to criticism. Yeah. And so uh, they can also find us on our website, AsianMinority.com. They can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They can head over to Spotify. Mm. Give us a nice new right. rating. So right. we can start building some ratings on Spotify. Absolutely. It's a new thing. Uh, and if they want to leave us a review, they can always head over to Apple iTunes and leave us that alongside five stars. All right, then, until next week when things get rowdy. This has been Age of Minority.